This show is a member of the RPG Academy Network. She's a listening to episode 20 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I are joined by Katrina Ostrander of Fantasy Flight Games and Darcy Ross of Contessa to play the end of the world, Wrath of the Gods. Hi, everyone. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. We have some fantastic guests with us this afternoon. Uh, First, we have Katrina Ostrander from Fantasy Flight Games. Do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. And then we also have Darcy Ross from Contessa, and she's that Numenera girl. (laughs) Accurate. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Um, The exciting thing that's happening today is that neither Emily or I is running this game. We're actually going to hand the reins over to Kat, and she is going to run us through. But but I prepared an an (laughs) epic level adventure in D&D 4th edition. My heart is hurting. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. Right, so today we're going to play Wrath of the Gods. That's the name of this game, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, End of the World, which is a fantasy flight game. And with that, I'm actually going to hand us over to uh, Kat's capable hands. Hi, everyone. Um, Again, I'm Kat. I am the fiction editor at Fantasy Flight Games. Previously, I was responsible as a developer for the Star Star Wars Edge of the Empire and Star Wars Age Rebellion role-playing game lines. I'm also an enthusiastic Lady GM, uh, which I (laughs) currently run, I think, three different RPG campaigns right now, two of which are at lunch, um, one during the week, and I am thrilled to be able to come and run this for you guys so i'm super excited the game that i'm running is end of the world wrath of the gods and it's actually translated from spanish and fantasy flight games designed their own kind of engine of game design based off of the original game and uh, i'm just gonna read you guys off a little bit because i think this really sums it up really well so in wrath of the gods you play as yourselves Um, as you attempt to survive in an apocalyptic world ravaged by the gods. As a player, you control the actions of your character, aka you. So you listen to the narrative presented by the GM, and you indicate how you react to the events as they unfold. You roll dice to determine how well you perform the various challenges you face, and in the end, shaping the world in Wrath of the Gods is a collaborative process in which you and the other players work with the GM to create the most thrilling, horrifying, and entertaining end of the world possible. So, very different from most games because you're actually playing as yourselves. I'm not sure I can handle that. (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely a hallmark of the system, and I think it's it's pretty fun the the times that I've played it before, so... It sounds like exactly our kind of game. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah, so a little bit more about End of the World line is that you can actually buy it in four different flavors. There's Zombie Apocalypse, Wrath of the Gods, which we're playing today, Alien Invasion, which is coming out soon if it hasn't already come out, and finally, um, Rise of the Machines, which is the machine apocalypse. Ooh, so awesome. it's the same engine that runs all four different games. You can pick up each one of them individually or get all four, and then um, it's very easy to just sit down, like very little prep needed, and run a one-shot or multiple sessions for um, yourself and your friends. Yeah, so um, on that note, why don't we actually get started doing character creation, because that'll start to kind of give you guys a brief overview of how the game works and um, what all you have to think about during the game. You guys. We'll start off with at least one in every category. Now, your mission is to distribute 10 more points among physical, mental, and social skills. So you've got 10 points to spread across the six characteristics. Mm. Oh, boy. And they should be an accurate reflection of you. And Uh. it's important that it be accurate because we're actually going to vote secretly on whether or not you have uh, cheated, so to speak, (laughs) on your stats. So I think Darcy uh, has an advantage on this one. (laughs) Because we don't know her as well. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm pretty much a super powered beast in real life. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but <laughs> luckily you guys all have the same number of points to yeah. distribute, so you guys will all be balanced in that way. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> This is possibly the hardest part of the game. Yeah. Well, it's like it's also one of those things that makes me go, maybe my New Year's resolution should be going to the gym more often. Yeah, yeah I might keep my vitality at one because yes. I'm 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 more agile than I am strong. All right. So if we were playing this in reality, like face to face. Um, you guys would have two different colored dice, one representing positive dice and one representing negative dice. And you guys would use those to kind of signal whether you think um, someone should raise a stat or lower a stat by putting in positive to raise, negative to lower, put in both if you think it should stay the same. So the the face-to-face version offers a little bit more anonymity um than we're gonna have available to us today but i think it'll still work and i promise i won't tell anybody else what you voted or judge you (laughs) i don't think we'll hurt each other's feelings anyway (laughs) awesome all right so sendo why don't we start out with you can you please tell us what you selected for your dexterity stat um i picked two because two is pretty much human average right yes okay that was what i picked all right. Uh, so, Darcy and Emily, please oh. uh, send me a message. Oh. Whether you think it should be raised. <laughs> were you doing hand whether signs? Whether you think it should like... be lowered. I raised, thought we were going to do, like, lowered. hand signs. Yeah. You want me to close my eyes? <laughs> or it can stay the same. Okay, awesome. Uh, so you guys don't know me, but I also don't quite know, you know, your physical prowess. So we'll, we'll be guessing here a little bit. I uh, you met me in person for all of an hour. <laughs> you don't yeah, know? Yeah, after we had a few yeah. beers, so, and then know, th- how much is beer induced? Gosh. <laughs> and is it dexterity or vitality <laughs> that figures out how much you can drink? Vitality. Vitality. Mm. Okay. I might need to lower that one. <laughs> All right, so the results are in, and your dexterity can stay the same. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, all right, so moving on to vitality, what do you have? I also put a two for vitality. All right, let's vote. Up, down, stay the same. Okay, that one can also stay the same. So right. you have two in each of your physical stats. Cool. For mental logic, what do you have? I have a four. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Should I justify that? <laughs> uh, sure, if Should you I want like... to, if you feel the need. Right. I don't know if I do It might not. be helpful for Darcy, actually. Right. So um, I work in ebooks and computers, and uh, previously to this uh, was uh, creative at an Apple store and did web design. Give myself a four. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can sympathize with that. <laughs> HTML, CSS, and ebooks now are my new nightmare oh for formatting. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm actually like sitting here a little bit excited and aghast to hear you say that because it means it like you can cut this out if it shouldn't be saying anything. Is Fantasy Flight gonna do ebooks? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so it looks like your logic should stay the same. Yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> so logic can stay at four. Now, willpower. I have a two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let's get some votes. All right, you should bump up your willpower by one. Mm. Ooh, does that? Do I have to remove that from something else? No. Oh, cool. interesting. Nice. However, there will be a penalty later. Oh so dear. <laughs> you should. Uh, I can oh. write it down on a scrap of paper. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a penalty. <laughs> it's very small. It's okay. It's it's more fun this way, I think, too. It'll uh, yeah. be a surprise. I think that it is, too. I'm, I'm all for this. <laughs> all right. Finally, social category. How about your charisma? Um, I also put four in charisma. <laughs> well, you're brave enough to host a uh, podcast, yeah. so... <laughs> right. I'm of the opinion that 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 ranks. 
All right, you can keep charisma at four. And then finally, empathy. Is that a two? (laughs) (laughs) Reading people can be hard. Yeah, like, reading people I'm usually okay at, but some of the other things that were associated with that, I was like, yeah, I'm not good at those things. The word empathy in and of itself, I was like, yeah, I feel good about that. And then you described the things you would use it for, and I went, "Uh, no. Okay, awesome. So your empathy should stay the same. Okay. All right. So, Senda, your stats are two dex, two vitality, four logic, three willpower, is that correct? Yep. And then four charisma and two empathy. Yeah. You guys are going to be real good at the stuff I'm good at. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the point, right? We're good at the stuff we're good at? Min-max. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Emily, you're our next victim. Oh, dear. Um... All right, for dexterity, I have two. All right, send me your votes. Looks like two should stay. (laughs) For vitality, I have one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, like, I can do yoga and whatnot, and I run, but I run, like, three quarters of a mile, and I'm good. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) All right, that one should stay also. All right, how about for logic? Uh, I have a three for logic. All right, three for logic can stay. How about willpower? Three. You should increase your willpower by one. Okay. This is very cool character creation. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm really doing it. It's fun. For charisma, I have three. Okay. All right, charisma can stay at three. Mm -hmm. And empathy. Empathy, I have four. I work in a helping field, and actually empathy is a big part of it. I wish I had empathy as a higher stat. (laughs) I may not understand why people are doing things, but I can usually tell what they're going to do. (laughs) Empathy can also stay. All right, Darcy. Last but not least. Yeah. Okay, so I, too, am a nerd. Uh, <laughs> so just a heads up. But um, I also am going to capitalize on the fact that I've been training in circus, except for the last few weeks. But so, man, oh, awesome. I can lift, bro. So uh, <laughs> and I can also swing around on a trapeze. So I'm that's right. awesome. Yeah. So I was going to start out my dexterity at a three. Slightly better than average. We're just going to make you justify every one of them and then vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I like it because it means that now I know that you've been training yeah. for circus. Yep. I may run Are you training for a, are you training for like a performance or are you just like training for the circus for uh, fun? Just for fun at the moment. Although it would be lovely to be able to, you know, run a, like a, a piece at some point, but I'm definitely not there yet, but working up the strength. <laughs> All right. You should actually raise your dexterity by one. Oh, super cool. <laughs> I'll show you some really embarrassing videos of me later. <laughs> Floundering around. Awesome. Yes. Okay. And uh All right. Yeah, so vitality, um, I go back and forth, but I think I'm just gonna put it as a two. I'm usually like kind of sickly, <laughs> like weak little thing. But I have been lifting, bro. So I feel like that's kind of I'm a little harder to knock down now, so that's my justification. <laughs> okay. You should raise it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Excellent. Because we need somebody <laughs> who's good in physicality. Please let me be the big bruiser. It's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you are. I think you just got that yes. spot. Excellent. <laughs> How about for logic? Um, I had put a three at logic. I am a scientist, um, so so slightly better than average. Although I could that could be argued. <laughs> I had just have been trained a lot. Doesn't matter if I'm really good at it, right? All right, your logic should go up one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> How about willpower? Um, so that I put as a three, um, you know, because mostly for the, the memory thing, I'm relying a lot on knowledge of esoteric snail literature to get by. So that was my reasoning. But I Do am... I want to know what esoteric snail <laughs> literature is? Not if you want to lose sand. To talking table talk. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, you can keep your willpower. Okay. My charisma, I put as a three, um, 
So I'm pretty friendly, but um, I think it could it could also be argued that like I'm not very persuasive, right? So I would say that's up to you guys to interpret. <laughs> All right, you should lower that stat by one. Cool, excellent. Finally, empathy. So that I put as a two. You know, I'm capable of forming and keeping friendships, but I also feel like I'm kind of the gullible type. <laughs> you know, I'm not really very perceptive as to other people's, like, deeper motivations. So that's, mm-hmm. that was my justification. All right, you should keep that one the same. Okay, bouncing around. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we know you the least, and we did random things to you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so the next stage of character creation is to go um, a little bit below the characteristics to your features. And you start out with one positive feature, one negative feature. You can kind of a little bit think of these as aspects, but you don't invoke compel or tag them. Um, They just are all the time modifiers in either a positive or negative way. Um, So to go over um, physical features that are positive would be things like you're a distance runner or you're a weightlifter. Or you're very flexible. I think a circus performer or (laughs) circus trainer would totally count as a physical feature. Um, Martial artist, um, crack shot, iron stomach. Those are all examples of positive features. Whereas negative features would be things like you have allergies, you're sedentary, you have a bad back, you're very nearsighted, you have an injured eardrum, or you have a weak stomach. Mm. So again, you get. One positive and one negative, except for Darcy. (laughs) Because your dexterity was raised, you may either add another negative feature in this category or remove your positive feature from this category. (laughs) Cool. So we get a positive and negative for each category then? Uh, Yes. Okay, cool. I I can think of negatives. (laughs) I'm having trouble thinking of positives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mm. Is... Agile fat girl, a positive. <laughs> uh, I would That's probably because I, I did. I used to be a martial artist, and like I kept some of that, but mm. and I like to Why dance. Why don't you but... put down uh, martial arts training? Okay, for positive physical features. I'm having trouble thinking of positives for my physicality, but um, I think it might be like I have a kid. And I have yeah, to you keep, keep up, up with, with a seven. I don't have a choice, right? Like I just do it. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking something like maybe um, mom pushes through or something like that. Would that make sense for how you use these? Yeah, totally. Okay. So uh, can we think of something snappy that reflects that I have very little practical knowledge, but again, I have lots of very specialized <laughs> weird knowledge that only rarely comes up in practicality matters. There could be snails in this. <laughs> there could be, you know. I'm, you know, all mollusks. Snails. You know, Cthulhu man. I'm going to be all yeah. about his biology. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, narrow knowledge. I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> would work. Knowledge that works. Yeah. And then put um, in parentheses what your narrow knowledge is in. So if you want to say like science or biology, yeah, I was going to have that as a positive know. sort of. Okay. And then just anytime it comes to stuff outside that, I'm kind of <laughs> extra crappy else? at it, right? <laughs> yep. So if I had a stat lowered, does that do anything or is that just... Does that- yes. If you had a stat lowered, you get to add an additional positive feature Aww. in this category or remove Ooh. your negative feature. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So let's, let's get started. Um, normally, in a end-of-the-world scenario... We would start at the table, like physically where you guys are. Uh, because we are playing online, I'm going to make um, a bit of a concession, which is that you have all traveled to <laughs> Roseville, Minnesota to play End of the World with me, Yay, which is the game that I've been uh, talking to you about. Um, so we've rented you um, each your own room at the local Days Inn, which is only... <laughs> Uh, five minutes away walking from the Fantasy Flight Games Center, which is actually our, that is where we have a restaurant that serves food, beer, wine, 
um, coffee, and it also has plenty of space for gaming as well as games on the shelf for purchase. So it's actually a really comfortable place to um, just have a whole evening of gaming, which is what I have invited you guys to do. And you are happy to be in from the cold because uh, in true Minnesota tradition, it is cold. It's probably not much above freezing, which is what it is right now. I'm pretty sure the temperature is negative outside. And uh, the weather forecast is calling for quite the snowstorm, so you are content to hunker down for some gaming before you trek back to your rooms after we finished playing uh, End of the World, Wrath of the Gods. So now we're going to fill out your equipment, which is, what do you guys usually bring with you to play a (laughs) role-playing game at a friendly local gaming store? What is in your uh, your backpack or your purse or your messenger bag? And you can feel free to look at it for yeah. reference. And uh, <laughs> anything that is in there, you can record on your equipment sheet. Cool. What about all the stuff I brought in my car? Should I just <laughs> should we get to that if we run to my car at some point? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, your car will be parked at the Days Inn, and uh, if you need to run back there. Okay. Cool. Actually, you probably drove to the game center because I can tell you that it is not fun to walk in negative yep. weather. So you have your keys and you have your car. Your equipment is only things that you have like within reach okay. of you. Awesome. I'm sure these dice will be really handy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Iodine, rope, and flashlight are probably things that you <sighs> don't have on you on a daily basis unless you are hiking or you're a survivalist. My Batman-shaped but- multi-tool. Uh, <laughs> yes, you should it's, it's definitely write a, that down. It's really crappy. It probably will not work when we need it most. It can unscrew <laughs> screws and it can pop beer, beer uh, bottles open. But that's, oh, awesome. that's amazing. It's pretty cool. It's very clunky and horrible. But for nerd cred, <laughs> I carry it. <laughs> So me, Kat, your GM, I have brought with me my bag of holding <laughs> to... That's not fair. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I bring that with me to, uh, to game all the time. That's what I keep all Excellent. my stuff in. Uh, you guys don't know what's in it, but that is uh, at the table with you guys. Um, and I figure that we've treated you to beverage of your choice. Um, as well as I have like burgers and fries and stuff like that. So you guys are probably munching on some dinner um, as we finish up character creation and get started playing this end of the world game. And uh, looking outside, because there are many windows um, at this location at the game center, um, it seems like the snow's coming down really hard. Um, right now you remember that there was snow called for in the forecast um, but it looks like whiteout conditions out there and there aren't many cars driving on the road there's a busy um, road next to the game center and across the street is the post office for Roseville Um, so you can see that only barely actually um, with the wind swirling the snow around Um, there's small glows of light from where the streetlights are but otherwise uh it is definitely coming down hard and as you guys get set up ready to play you uh you hear a strange sound coming from outside and it takes you a moment to realize that you're pretty sure that was a scream not Typical uh, sound to hear at the game center. It's actually not very busy here tonight. There's only maybe like three or four tables otherwise that have people playing games at them. Um, They've got the normal staff at the GC, which is one person at the cash register, and then two or three people in the kitchen and the offices. So it's a pretty quiet night. Um, You're thinking the storm has something to do with it, but... uh, yeah, that scream was kind of weird, and, and your GM cat is a little bit, like, unearthed by that. Like, huh. Hopefully everything's okay. Uh, Do we... Should we pause for a second and go check? Did that sound like it was inside the building or outside the building to you? Probably outside. I can't tell. It might have been from the front of the building. Here, 
hold on one second. I'm going to go check, and then I'll come back to the table. Okay. I will get up, and I will walk through the board game like merchandising area to the front of the game center, and I go out the door into the uh, <laughs> the wintry weather. Hopefully you're bundled that up. That is going on. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, I grab my coat, and my I always keep my scarf on because I'm always cold. <laughs> Even in the game center, I'm always cold. You hear another scream. And you, you're pretty sure that that was your game master Holy crap. screaming. Um, I'm pretty sure that that was our game master screaming. Uh, you guys, I think maybe we should go see what's going on, but do you want to go together? Because I don't... This feels like one of those situations where we send one person at a time and they all <laughs> scream and die. Yeah, let's get I together. Mean, <laughs> I don't want to go by myself, but I think we should go see if she's okay. So I take a long time putting on all of my layers. Like, no, you have to hurry. Too long. <laughs> so you have to like kind of she drag me. Out <laughs> Come on! But it's so cold. You guys are dragging yeah, I'll Darcy. put my coat on and that coat and scarf and hat yeah. back on. Yeah, grab my bag. Uh, yeah, I always grab my purse when I get up from mm-hmm. the table. Yeah, I might have left so some the, dice uh, there. Hopefully, we come back. <laughs> the cashier is also kind of worried, and seeing the three of you get up to check it out, um, the cashier will get up and walk over with you. And uh, you see outside of the uh, the game center, there's a streak of blood. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. On going down the stairs, and you don't see any sign of your game master. I feel like maybe we should call the police. Is this fresh blood or frozen? Why don't you roll a... Let's see. Yeah, let's start getting into the game. Let's go with a logic check, and I'm going to tell you how to roll a test. Um, So you always start with one of your positive dice. So pick which color is going to represent positive dice and which color is going to represent negative dice. Um, Okay. So you always start a check with one positive die. You can add positive dice for the following if you have any features that you think apply to this check, if you have the right equipment um, to deal with this obstacle, um, if you're getting help from other people, you can add one die for each person helping you. And then um, if there are any environmental or situational factors that you think would be helpful in this situation, then you can add those as well. Okay. So once you have your positive dice pool figured out, now you're going to roll negative. Uh, you're going to add negative dice. Negative dice okay. are added by me, the GM, to represent difficulty and the chance of something causing you stress. Um, I can also add negative dice from um, your negative features or a trauma, if I think that your trauma is applicable. Um, finally, if there's environmental and situational factors, I can add those in as well. And in this case, I think that there's going to be one negative die from difficulty and one negative die from the environmental factor, which is it's really dark outside and like the whiteout conditions are pretty intense. So it's going to make looking and trying to figure out like what's going on with the streak of blood and what else is out there a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and roll all those dice together. Okay. And once you see what has been rolled, you look to see if any of your positive dice and negative dice match digits. Yes. Okay. So those two cancel each other out. Okay. Then after you've canceled all dice out from positive and negative, look at your positive dice and tell me, are there any positive dice that equal or are less than your logic score? (laughs) equal or are less than yes okay then that counts as a success how many do you have one okay are there any negative dice left over yes okay so how many negative dice do you have left over one okay so that means that you're going to take one stress and that is going to start 
under your mental category and the bottom left hand corner of your stress track there's three that ascend so the bottom one is your first tier and you're going to just fill in with a pencil because pen is way too permanent for the very first box to represent yeah this is kind of creepy this kind of freaks you out a little bit this is kind of unnerving but you succeeded you're able to tell that the blood is fresh it's not frozen yet but it does seem to be freezing quickly and you are able to see that the blood trail leads down the stairs, around the corner, and you're pretty sure that you see your GM's body and someone standing over it. Uh, the person standing over it is a little bit strange looking. They seem to be wielding a sword or an axe of some kind, and they're wearing like rags or something, but They seem to be skeletal. Or maybe corpse-looking? You're not sure. I mean, I'm going to stand by you guys. Is that cat's body over there? Because I feel like we should call the police, like, now. Um, (laughs) Hey, dude! What are you doing? I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call cat's phone. And see if she, like, moves or something. I don't know. I'm just, like, trying to contact her if she can. I'm going to pull out my phone. Um, and I'm gonna turn on my flashlight. Okay. And shine it over. <laughs> to- we all take different immediate actions. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So send. I'm, a- I'm trying to get a good visual on the perpetrator. Okay. Right. Uh, send. A, you call nine one one, and uh, your call is not getting picked up. Like it, it's ringing. Longer than it should be. Oh my gosh, you you guys. Um, Darcy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You ring Kat's phone and you hear it coming behind you because she oh, left no. her bag Crap. in the GC. Oh, God. Uh, I hang it up. And uh, Emily, you are shining your flashlight at the perpetrator and you <laughs> seem to attract its attention because it turns its head in the direction of the light. And you can see that its eye sockets have rotted out. And instead, there's red glowing lights in its eyes where its eyes should be. The cashier starts screaming. This is some really good cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, uh, guys, let's go back inside. Yeah, like, now. The the thing with the red eyes starts shambling towards you. Okay, let's go inside inside. and bar the door the best that we can. All right, what are you going to bar it with? I mean, first, the lock. Like, presumably there's a... And the cashier's there if it needs a key. First lock it. Is this, a, is this like a glass yeah. storefront door? Or yes, is it, it is a glass storefront okay. door. There's two sets of doors. There's an outside door, and then there's, um, like, a storm door on the, the inside. So there's, like, a spot where... There's, like, an airlock, so to speak, um, <laughs> yeah. between the yeah. two. And it's... Totally glass for both of them. The cashier starts locking it, and the figure takes his axe and swings it, uh, shattering the glass in the first set of doors. I make at that point. I'm gonna start making a run for it out the back. I assume there is a back. I'm gonna. I don't know where the back is. (laughs) There is a back. There's an emergency exit that you can see pretty much straight ahead. Okay. Does it go back through the cafe, or is it? Just straight ahead of where we are. Um, the One of the emergency exits is straight back all the way to the back of the building. Um, and you think that it would deposit you in a rear parking lot. To your left is the cashier area as well as the kitchen. There is a door to the left of the kitchen, but there appears to be like an RFID reader that is glowing red. You're not sure what other emergency exits there are. There is like a game flex space um, way in the back behind the kitchen area to the left. Um, but you haven't tried those doors. You don't know if they're locked or not. So the uh, the figure behind you proceeds through the first doors <laughs> and begins. Uh, I grab a bar stool. The thing is, I don't know if we just want to be out in the storm with this. And I'm going to. OK, guys, help me out. I'm going to start dragging a table over to the okay. doors. I want to block the doors with a table. Yeah, See if we can build a barricade here. <laughs> right. 
All right. Uh, I'll drop the bar stool and help with that. <laughs> grab a table, maybe two or three, like we can stack can we, them up. Can we rouse something? the other people in the room? What is everybody else doing? Can we be like, yeah. hey, bring your table over? <laughs> uh, the other people see what's going on, and uh, I will say that, oh, yes. So Dave, who is the manager of the GC, <laughs> sees what's going on. He's a, a big burly man, and he's going to help you guys barricade the door. Oh, thank, thank you, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Dave is the best. <laughs> and uh, you guys are um, doing a fine job barricading the door. but uh, And you actually like get two or three tables. You kind of figure out how to stack them. And you think that you've got the, the front entryway dealt okay. with. When to your left, you see more glowing red eyes. No. And to your right, uh, wait more glowing red eyes. Because there's windows uh. to the left and right of you. Uh, I'm gonna go to Kat's bag and see if she has like an ID to get into one of these <laughs> locked rooms. Just take the whole bag. Yeah, I'm just gonna take the whole bag. I'm gonna, in there. I'm gonna reach over the bar and uh, pull out one of the tiny knives that they use to cut up limes Pairing and lemons. Knives, yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah, because it's the only weapon I can think of around here. Yeah. Yes, so you are able to find. There's a like a chef's door, kind of like a swinging door into the kitchen. It's not locked, so you can jump into the kitchen. Um, it's a fully stocked line kitchen, so if you want to go for something more than just a paring knife, um, you can go into yes. the kitchen and start looking for chef's knives. Can you grab me a frying pan, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would that would be a good idea. Yeah, so I'm like gonna frying pan. Um, I'm gonna grab a 12 inch skillet and a chef's knife. Okay, Darcy, you yeah. begin rifling through Cat's bag. And Sorry, <laughs> you find a bunch of stuff. Uh, if you want, you can take the whole bag with you because it's kind of full of interesting yeah. things or not so interesting. But you do find her face is on an ID badge. You think this might be her employee ID. Excellent. So I'll like take that out and just put the bag over my shoulder or whatever. Okay. And start w- running to the other side of the room by the <laughs> kitchen, wherever, wherever anyone else is. Yeah, running is probably a good choice right now, considering that oh more of these things are bashing the windows in oh with gosh. these axes and swords and oh spears. Gosh. They look... Wow. How many of you have played Skyrim? Oh, yeah. They're Draugr or whatever? I don't have video game time in my life. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they kind of remind you of the Draugr enemies from Skyrim. They're swords and spears, now that you can see them in the incandescent or the fluorescent glow of the lights, um, look super rusted and dull and just, like, worn with time. And you also stop just short of an arrow shooting through one of the windows and um, kind of quiver slightly in the specials board atop of the uh, gaming schedule calendar um, behind the cash register. And you run over toward where that RFID reader was, I think you were saying. Yeah, it's, it's kind of okay. by the kitchen, right? Or something? Yes, it is. Okay. Emily, you find both of those things. Cool. So you can run back and give it to Senda. Frying yeah. pan. <laughs> Let's run. Maybe the door will close. Hopefully this door closes and locks behind yes. us. <laughs> so I like shove the ID at the RFID reader until yeah. like frantically. <laughs> it turns green and there's a small beep and you hear a lock oh, undo on the yes. door okay you okay, okay. throw open the door and a gust of cold air oh no um hits you in the Uh-oh. face oh and uh <laughs> there crazy. is a uh there's a hallway that okay. you think takes you through um a couple of offices and things like that and to the right is the kitchen um, that you can go into if you want. This is like the prep area of the kitchen. Is there any blood trails currently? <laughs> Not that you can see right now. Okay. So is this air colder than the air that's in this room that with all the windows smashed in? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're now reaching an equilibrium quiti- oh, pretty yeah. quickly. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, so these undead creatures, maybe? You're thinking these Draugr-like things are slowly headed toward you and one of them kind of walks over 
um, steps through the shattered glass of one of the windows and draws his bowstring back to take oh another gosh. shot at you. I start throwing things, not the chef's <laughs> knife, I start throwing other things at him, like trays and uh, glasses and board games and plates and chairs board games, yeah. and board games. All right. Um, not really to hurt him, but more to see if I can knock something out of his hands or distract, you know, kind of distract him just to keep him from actually firing. Yeah. Why don't you roll? This is going to be a dexterity test. So you start with your one positive die. Um, now's a good time for me to mention that you always have the option of pushing yourself. If you push yourself during a test, you get to add a positive die, but also a negative die. Okay. So Interesting. That is a, a gamble that you can take because it might increase how much stress you take, um, but it also increases your chance of success. Right. Um, so again, if you have any positive features that apply to throwing objects at people, I'm going to give you a positive die for having the right equipment, you've got those glasses and uh, heavy board games and other things like that at your disposal. Right. Say, Arkham Horror packs a bit of a punch. Yes. <laughs> Not a All small one. <laughs> right. Senda and Darcy, are you helping Emily at all? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Emily, you can add um, a die from both Senda and Darcy helping out throwing oh, cool. things. We're feeding her things to toss from either side. <laughs> yeah, like maybe like a bucket of fat or something, something gross and sticky, get in his <laughs> eyes or something. I'm looking for like the grossest stuff I can find in this kitchen. Right. <laughs> yeah, you find the uh, like the stuff that you scrape off of the grill. Yeah, in yeah, a bucket so or something. Uh, that's pretty gross. Is the grill removable? Ooh, um, mm. the metal toppings probably. You can yeah. clean them. You think so? They might be hot, though. True. Yeah. Um, okay, so how many negative dice am I taking? I'm going to say that this isn't necessarily super difficult or going to hurt you to do this. Though, actually, one die, just in case you, like, wrench your shoulder or something, like, throwing all these things as fast as you can. Also, to represent the fact that uh, if you fail then this thing is going to catch up with you and possibly shoot one of you with its arrow. Do you have any negative features or traumas that you think apply to this? Um, only in your physical uh, category. Not really. Okay. Um, finally, I'm going to say that it's a pretty um, straight shot between you and the Draugr, um, and the, the stress of the situation is already reflected in the one negative die, so you can go ahead and roll. And then tell me, Okay. after you've canceled out positive and negative dice with the same face, um, tell me how many negative dice you have left over and um, how many successes you get. So equal to or under your dexterity. Okay, I have no negative dice left over and I have one success. Okay, so you managed to hit the Draugr with one of the items that you've thrown at it. Um, let's say the Arkham yeah. Horror board game was the one that really got it. <laughs> I, appropriate. Say, I found I found the plates. You can use them as frisbees. You take the plates. <laughs> it kind of knocks into it, um, knocks its arm down right as it releases the arrow, and the arrow um, shoots into the floor right by your feet instead of into your bodily person. <laughs> uh, but looking around, there's probably like four... Five, six, Draugr that are all like converging on your location and walking through the windows. So what do you do? I'm going to grab Darcy and Emily kind of by the backs of their shirts and try to just drag us all <laughs> into the other hallway yep. because we don't know what's over there, but hopefully we can close this door behind us. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so you guys close the and door. And I'm in, I'm in fight response, so <laughs> yeah, no, Senda's going to have leaving. to drag me. <laughs> Come on, I'm dragging you. <laughs> is, is there like something big and stick-like I can get from the kitchen? Like a mop? Yes, there okay. absolutely is As a I'm mop. being dragged, I snap, try to snatch up a mop. <laughs> mop. Alright, so you guys are equipped with your weapons. You've got Kat's bag of holding. Um, you guys are wearing your coats because you had grabbed them before, and I'm assuming... Did you grab your bags or did you leave your bags yes. behind you? Okay. Because it has my wallet in it. I wasn't going to leave it at the table. Yeah. Okay. Same. 
All right, awesome. So you guys still have all your equipment. You guys are rushing down the hallway, and you hear the sound of shattering glass further down the hallway toward your left, so you think it's in one of those upcoming rooms. You can either head back to where you were going, or you can go into one of the rooms on the left and make your way out into the wilds by shattering the glass with one of your implements and uh, hoping that there are no more Draugr out in the parking lot. Oh, um, okay. Let's duck into one of these rooms really quickly and just close the door and close the shade. (laughs) And maybe nobody will come in for just a second. In Kat's bag... Are there her car ca- or or Darcy? Where's your car? Um, my car's probably in the. Would it be in the back parking lot? Wherever your car is, probably within three hundred feet of your current location. Okay. There's just the uh, the window between you and the parking lot, and all the other cars and whatever else is out there <sighs> uh, between you and it. If you start rifling through Cat's bag, um, you do find keys. Um, you find, uh, various, like, bags that you think are filled with, like, um, like, medicine stuff or whatever else, and, uh, you also find her wallet, some dice, pens and pencils, um, that's just what you see kind of quickly rifling through, only taking, like, a couple seconds to do so. Okay, well, I can smash this window with, with my frying pan. Yes. <laughs> no, let's let's mop smash it so that we, nobody has to get that close. Yep. Good idea. Because the last thing you want is to smash yeah, it but- and then to cut your arm while smashing it. I mean, that's fair. I don't have to put the frying pan through the glass. I just have to give it a bath. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> All right. So, Darcy, you are the wielder of the mop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this isn't like the most weak glass in the world. So you are going to have to give it a little bit of oomph. This is going to be a simple test, so there's no negative dice, but you do have to roll your dexterity and get at least one success. So equal to or under your dexterity statistic. Go ahead and roll. Okay, cool. Um, let us see. So I start with one positive die, yep. and then, um, I mean, is the mop a helpful piece of equipment? Is that how that works? Does it? Yes, the mop will give you the... Um, actually, the mop gives you one negative die because it is not the easiest to wield. Cool. Um, so is it a wash or is it like... I'm going to give you a positive also because this is going to be helpful um, and it's also it's right not... cool. Okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll keep that. So I'm still just one positive die. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like, you know, I don't know if circus performer really applies here or not, except that because it's not really martial arts, right? I'm used to swinging uh-huh. on the bar as opposed to swinging the bar. So <laughs> maybe I'll just roll the one, I guess. But you lift, bro. But I do lift, bro. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> because circus performer yeah. training. What, yeah, what? I'm going to say that that applies. So you should cool. have one positive die from the check, one positive die from the mop, one positive die from your circus training, awesome. and one negative die from the mop. Um I'm going to say that if that negative die is left over, it represents the mop breaking. Okay. Oh, I forget that we're not canceling these out. Shoot. Okay, so it's two uh, positive, two negative. Is that what it is? Three positive, one negative. Three positive, one negative. Thank you. Sorry, I forgot how I'm doing this. Um, no worries. Excellent. So, you know, I know exactly, like, the conditioning pose I take, too. It's this thing with where you, like, <laughs> basically move a big, heavy thing from one side of your body to the other. So you really get this nice core movement going. So I'm going to roll it. So do I cancel out the dice first? Is that what we do? Yes. If there are any dice um, that have the same face um, on a positive die and a negative die matches that face, if you have a four and a four, um, you can remove both dice from the pool. Okay. None of that. So the, the, ne- the one negative die remains, but I get um, three successes. Okay. So you are able to totally shatter the window um no problem there (laughs) huzzah um but i take a little stress right yeah i'm not gonna actually have the stress apply to the mop um and so the mop is um a little bit like banged up and bruised on the end um it is not as durable it doesn't break entirely but it's a little bit weakened if that matters in the future 
Because I hulked out on it pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. Oh, I'm just thinking really quickly. We're standing in an office, right? They're like a desk and computer and that kind of thing. Yes. Mm. Okay. How's it look out there? (laughs) Uh, It looks pretty snowy and terrible, and it's really cold. Like, the air immediately starts biting your face. It hurts to breathe a little bit. Um, It feels colder than when you entered initially. Um, Like, the temperature has dropped um, considerably, actually. So unless you're uh, used to dealing in negative degrees very often you're not sure how much the temperature has dropped but outside it looks like it's dumped about three or four inches of snow um since you guys parked and got food and um got going so that's pretty impressive actually in terms of um snowfall totals and there are several uh red eyes looming out at you Mm. um they seem to be on the main street so they are to your left as you're looking out the window, and Darcy's car is to the right in the parking lot, probably, um, again, like 100, 200 feet um, to the right of your position. Okay. Should we make a break for it? Do we see Kat's car? Do we even know what her car looks like? Because we just kind of showed up here, right? Yeah, you... Uh... She has a vanity plate. Cat's oh. <laughs> <laughs> car. <laughs> You could try using the unlock uh, oh, key yeah. part of her keys to yeah, see let's which do one that. it is. Oh, her car is so much newer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's better beep, in the snow. Beep, yeah. Well, the other thing is maybe we could use the beeping from her car to try and distract oh, them if it's in a different point. place. And then just dash to your car because we great. know exactly where your I'm car is. I'm from Chicago. Right. This car ha- does handle well in the snow. It's just old. It's okay. crap. Good. <laughs> let's... Let's let's go with that. Like, put the panic button and just on. yeah, hit the panic button on her car while we're running, and maybe they'll look that way instead. Great idea. I'm with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys make your dash across. The snow is thick and surprisingly heavy for the temperature outside. But as you hit the panic button, a car alarm goes off on the other side of the parking lot. There's like two levels of the parking lot there's the one right in front of the game center and then there's the one that's like two or three feet below because the the parking area used to be on a grade and it's been flattened so hers is right in front of the fantasy flight games headquarters um entryway which is across the parking lot and you see many of the red glowing eyes start moving in that direction toward the car that is blaring and beeping and lights are going off uh, for what it's worth, she's got a uh, Hyundai Elantra okay. uh, that is gray in color. Uh, it's got a Bernie Sanders sticker on it. Because nice. She is- <laughs> Poor Bernie Sanders sticker. We might be coming sticker. back for that. Yeah, cool. yeah uh, the, the Draugr don't waste any time in approaching it and start beating the living crap out of her car that isn't paid off yet. Sad day. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you might be beyond caring. <laughs> That's true, that's true. In game, I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Good. Yes, but the good thing is you guys do have the distraction that you need. You guys are able to run over to Darcy's car and get in without being intercepted by any Draugr. I mean, the terrifying question is, where do we go? Yeah. It's a good question. Do we go back to the hotel? Are our floors on, like, the second floor or something in the... Hotel or you are uh, on really? floor three. No, are you serious? What? We go to the police station. I'm, Do we know I mean, where that it's is? Still, it's still ringing. I've oh. been on with nine one one this oh entire gosh. time. <laughs> is there a military installation nearby? Uh, how are you guys going to check uh. that? Um, okay, get in and start driving. Yeah, I yeah, will start driving see somewhere, if I'm just anywhere, to drive. somewhere, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Away from uh, here, and I'll start looking it up on my phone. Okay. But my, my I, um, I grew up in an Air Force family, nice. so that's where my mind goes. Awesome. Um, so as you put the key in the ignition and you start trying to turn over the car, uh, it doesn't start. Um, I start panicking because also this is no. my roommate's car, who, uh, whose car I always borrow. It's kind of messy. And uh, yeah, it's so I'm like, no, come on, come on. And, you know, this has happened before. You know, it's very cold out. So I'm trying to get that ignition going. It's really not picking up for us. 
what do you does the car have a temperature readout on the dashboard for the exterior um temperature i don't think so (laughs) okay you try it a second time on the third time it finally turns over and your rpms are all the way up at two because it's so cold and unhappy it is not a a happy car (laughs) yeah it's very Um. loud and noisy too Gosh. All right, well, I'm going to oh, no. try to slowly <laughs> weasel my way out of this parking lot if the car will let me. <laughs> yes. So if you've ever driven in uh, several inches of snow before, that are your those are your current driving conditions. But it's not ice yet. Right? It's not ice yet. Okay, um, <laughs> I'll take it. And you guys can either go around the block to your day's in, or you guys can drive left. Or drive right. Um, you know vaguely that you think that Minneapolis and St. Paul are to the south. So um, as you back the car up and you face toward the road, that is the south direction. So behind you guys is north, and that is where your days in is. My parents used to live in St. Paul, and so we actually have a lot of close family friends in the Mac Grove um, okay. neighborhood. Do you? I don't know if that matters. <laughs> Do you want to try to get into contact with them instead of Googling uh, military bases? No, I want to Google military bases first. <laughs> I do that first. All right. So the first thing that you notice on your phone, do you have a smartphone, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, what is the iPhone. current charge on your phone in real life? This matters. Ooh, I like that. Oh, God. <laughs> 92%. Nice. Solid. Okay. So 92%, I'm going to put at T equals zero. Uh, (laughs) And you notice that you don't get 4G in this area, although you did before. Something has happened to the 4G network. Um, So (laughs) you you pull up Google Maps while Darcy is trying to navigate the uh, parking lot. And also to navigate the Draugr that are uh, getting kind of aggroed out of the game center oh and toward your car. <laughs> so, Darcy, I'm going to have you roll a... Well, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you run it over full steam ahead, or do you swerve to avoid the Draugr that are between you and the the road on the uh, in this parking lot? Yeah, so... Run um, it over. Run <laughs> over. No, swerve. If, if it doesn't feel icy yet, I'm going to try to swerve. Um, okay. The handling's not great, but, you know, if the parking lot's big enough, I can kind of make a wide, you know, give it wide berth, right? Yep. Uh, so you, I'm going to have you make a check for that. Okay. Um, and this is going to be, um, I'm going to make this a logic check because I am not very good at driving in the snow and it's because I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why it's going to be a logic check. and. I'm going to say that there's definitely a negative die from the uh, snowy parking lot going on. But otherwise, you can add positive dice from features. Um, Do you have any sort of... uh, Do you have chains on your wheels? Probably not, because that's illegal. No, we don't have chains. Um, But they're good snow tires. Okay, so I'm going to give you a positive die for having the right kind of tires on your car. I mean, we're not crazy. <laughs> <It's> no <tires. laughs> we live in she, Chicago. She drives back to, back in front to Tennessee, so you know there's some yeah. hills and stuff. Okay, um, so two and positive, one negative. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you an additional negative die uh, to represent the multiple dragger that you're going to have to try oh, to swerve to yikes. avoid. Okay, right. I feel like this is kind of important, so I'm gonna push it. All right, I'm push it. <laughs> so one right. more of each. All right, let's get this six die system going. Push it good. Push it real, <laughs> real, real good. Okay. Real good. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I want I you to know. say. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, so first there's canceling of stuff. So we got one pair canceled. We have another pair canceled. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Ooh. One success and one remaining negative die. Okay. So I so, s- dress out. Yes, you're a little freaked Which out. Is understandable. I'm, yes, I'm calling you- them Enwa. I'm you know giving them uh, like Elder Scrolls swears, <laughs> slurs. <laughs> 
Um, you manage, you fishtail a little bit on your way out of the parking lot, but um, you don't do any damage to the car. Um, you don't hit any of the dragger, and you make it out. Um, you can turn left or right out of the parking lot. Cool. I might check in to see how the Google Maps finding an airbase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's definitely taking a long time for Google Maps to load uh, because 3G is terrible. Do you have GPS on your phone that you keep enabled? I'm going to assume yes, because you're not like me, uh, <laughs> who doesn't like battery life. So you managed to pull up. There is Snelling. Fort Snelling is the closest military installation. And I'm just going to double check on the internet to make sure that's what we get. Yes. So you're getting um, a bunch of small hits. There is a Minneapolis Armory that is the closest thing. You're thinking it's about a 10-minute drive. Otherwise... At the St. Paul Airport, there's a National Guard base, and um, at an airport, <laughs> and great. at the uh, <laughs> Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport, um, they actually have. I know they have one of their like wings is based out of there. So you've got two airports. The St. Paul Airport is smaller but closer by, and then there's the. Um, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport that is considerably further. You would have to cross either downtown of the Twin Cities in order to get there. Right. But they have a good restaurant there called Hot Dish. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. If we get to the airport and everybody's dead, I don't think any of us can fly a plane. (laughs) No. But they might have a, I don't know, more armored car at one of these. Like, bomb shelter <laughs> we um, might run into one of these bad guys with a runaway i'm trying to make a force awakens joke and i'm not making it i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not saying it right it's okay spoilers <laughs> yeah good point never mind it's i mean honestly at this point if people haven't seen it um they've had a lot of time so i forgive you all right emily which uh which location are you going to direct darcy toward are they both south of us right now? Yes. One is southwest and one is southeast. Okay. So I can... We, we think we want to go to one of these two places, right? Yeah. I'm going to take that south road, right? Because it's just the one for now? Yes. If you, um, if you take the left um, or the right, you can start going south at your earliest convenience. Otherwise, you're going to be going east or west. Um, you can just take either of them and have you go to the right... Uh, no, to the left, because there are fewer jogger on the road that way, uh, is probably, <laughs> unless you want to go through them, which you totally can. Nope. I would like to avoid no. them. Yeah. Let's go left. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Are you going to honor stoplights and, uh, traffic lights and stop signs? How much traffic is there? There is not very much traffic. Um, You hear sirens blaring in the distance. You're not sure where. But otherwise, the roads are pretty empty right now. Uh, You hear screaming, and there are some people running on foot away from these jogger. (laughs) How many seats do you have? Um, Well, I'm assuming it's going to be in the state that the car is in right now. So uh, I'd say three passengers besides me can fit very comfortably. Four can squeeze and be uncomfortable, but there's a whole back, like, like it's a jeepy thing. And so there's like a bike and like a weird, a bunch of weird, like, uh, like blocks of wood and stuff that she keeps in there for some reason. And so we can clear all that crap out and like load maybe three more people very, very uncomfortably um, if we needed to. But we might need some of that stuff. Right. I kind of think you should just keep driving. But if we can swoop one of these poor people who's running up, like, while we're going, it's probably worth trying. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm in the back and Emily's up front with you navigating. So if you go up along the sidewalk, then I will like crack the door and try to just okay. snag cool. someone. If someone, see, if someone is like ready to be snagged up, I would say, yeah. let's do it. But yeah, I'm not taking so, uh, unnecessary risks. At the, um, yeah, don't take unnecessary risks. <laughs> at the next stop sign... There is a person um, on the sidewalk immediately to your right, and you think that you recognize them as being at the game center with you. They've got, like, a bag 
like a messenger bag and stuff on them. Um, you guys can throw open the door and call for them to come in. They uh, look at you, look back at the Draugr, and <laughs> then quickly make the decision to join you guys in <laughs> the car. At that time, you guys suddenly feel like a wave of dizziness Whoa. wash over you. Oh. And for a second, you black out. Oh my gosh. So each of this. That's not good. <laughs> this happens to each of you. And you guys have a vision. So, Senda, you see a vision of a long and tumultuous journey ahead of you that you get the sense that you are um, taking it with a great reward at the end of that journey. But as you are traveling, you become wearier and wearier and you feel like your life force fading from you and leeching into the snow underfoot and you feel at the end like kind of overcome by this like lethargy and you collapse and you just feel like the cold all around you just like almost as though you're underwater in cold emily you have a vision of a kind of ice storm raging around you and the the snow all around seems to be kind of like swooshing and almost like tides and some out of some of these like dunes of snow that um drifts of snow that rise and fall um you see these like creatures almost made out of the snow itself popping up and one of them pops up and its shadow kind of falls over where you are in the snow. And the next thing you feel is like the biting cold. Finally, Darcy, um, you also have a vision of a, a, of a journey of a long trek, but you're carrying something or someone on your back. And it's just every step that you take the weight of them becomes heavier and heavier. And eventually, it's just too much for you to be able to bear, and you collapse onto your knees under the weight of whatever it is that you're carrying, and you don't think that you can take another step. And suddenly, right as you feel as though you're going to die, you wake back up, and you're back in your car. hope you enjoyed episode 20 of She's a Super Geek. End of the World, Wrath of the Gods, and Zombie Apocalypse are currently available at your friendly local gaming store or online at fantasyflightgames.com. Alien Invasion is coming soon! You can find Kat on Twitter at Lindevi or follow her blog on triplecrit.com. You can find Darcy at Darcy L. Ross on Twitter or check out Contessa at contessaonline.com. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, merchandise, and tour dates at kieranstrange.com or follow her for news and updates at Kieran Strange. See you in two weeks for our next adventure. She's a rock.